Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This week is Parashah 47, and that is Deuteronomy 11.26. You'll find that on page 210 of your complete Jewish Bible. See, I'm giving... See, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you listen to the mitzvah of Adonai, your God, that I'm giving you today... And the curse, if you don't listen to the mitzvah of Adonai, your God, but turn aside from the way I'm ordering you today and follow other gods that you have not known. When Adonai, your God, brings you into the land you are entering in order to take possession of it, you are to put the blessing on Mount Gerson and the curse on Mount Ebal. Both are west of the Jordan in the direction of the sunset, in the land of the Canaanites, living in Arabah, across from Gilgal, near the pistachio trees of Moray. For you are to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land Adonai your God is giving you. You are to own it and live in it, and you are to take care to follow all the laws and rulings I am setting before you today. Here are the laws and rulings you are to observe and obey in the land. Adonai, the God of your ancestor, has given you to possess as long as you live on earth. You must destroy all the places where the nations you are dispossessing serve their gods, whether on high mountains, on hills, or under some leafy tree. Break down their altars, smash their standing stones to pieces, Burn up their sacred poles completely and cut down the carved images of their gods. Exterminate their name from that place. But you are not to treat Adonai your God this way. Well, <clears throat> rather, you are to come to the place where Adonai your God will put his name. He will choose it from all your tribes, and you will seek out that place, which is where he will live and go there. You will bring there your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tents that you set aside for Adonai, the offerings that you give, the offerings that you have vowed, your voluntary offerings, and the firstborn of your cattle and sheep. There you will eat in the presence of Adonai, your God, and you will rejoice over everything you set out to do, you and your households, in which Adonai, your God, has blessed you. You will not do things the way they, we do them here today, where everyone does whatever is in his own opinion seems right, because you haven't yet arrived at the rest and inheritance which Adonai your God is giving you. But when you cross the Jordan and live in the land Adonai your God is having you inherit, and he gives you rest from all your surrounding enemies so that you are living in safety, then you will bring all that I'm ordering you to a place Adonai your God chooses to have his name live. Your burnt offering sacrifices tents, the offerings from your hand, and all your best possessions that you dedicate to Adonai. And you will rejoice in the presence of Adonai your God, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female slaves and the Levites staying with you inasmuch as he has no share or inheritance with you. Be careful not to offer your burnt offerings just anywhere you see. 
but do it in the place Adonai will choose in one of your tribal territories. There is where you are to offer your burnt offerings and do everything I order you to do. However, you may slaughter and eat meat wherever you live and whenever you want, in keeping with the decree to which Adonai your God has blessed you. The unclean and the clean may eat it, if it were gazelle or deer. But don't eat the blood, pour it out on the ground like water. You are not to eat on your own property the tenth of your grain, new wine or olive oil that you set aside for Adonai, or the firstborn of your cattle or sheep, or any offering you have vowed, or your voluntary offering, or the offering from your hand. No, you are to eat these in the presence of Adonai your God, in the place Adonai your God will choose. You and your sons, daughters, male and female slaves, and the Levite, who is your guest, and you are to rejoice before Adonai your God in everything you undertake to do. As long as you are living on your property, take care not to abandon the Levite. When Adonai your God expands your territory as he has promised you, and you say, I want to eat meat, simply because you want to eat meat, then you may eat meat as much as you want. If the place which Adonai your God chooses to place his name is too far away from you, then you are to slaughter animals from your cattle or sheep which Adonai has given you and eat on your own property as much as you want. Eat it as you would gazelle or deer. The unclean and the clean alike may eat it. Just take care not to eat the blood, for the blood is in, is the life, for the blood is the life, and you are not to eat the life with the meat. Don't eat it, but pour it out on the ground like water. Do not eat it so that things will go well with you and with your children after you, as you do what Adonai sees is right. Only the things set aside for God, which you have, and the vows you have vowed to make, you must take and go to the place which Adonai will choose. There you will offer your burnt offerings, the meat and the blood, on the altar of Adonai your God. The blood of your sacrifices is to be poured out on the altar of Adonai your God, and you will eat the meat. Obey and pay attention to everything I am ordering you to do, so that things will go well with you and with your descendants after you forever, as you do what Adonai sees is good and right. When Adonai your God has cut off ahead of you, the nations you are entering in order to dispossess. And when you have dispossessed them and are living in their land, be careful, after they have been destroyed ahead of you, not to be trapped into following them, so that you inquire after their gods and ask, How did these nations serve their gods? I want to do the same. You must not do this to Adonai your God. For they have done to their gods all the abominations that Adonai hates. 
They even burn up their sons and daughters in the fire for their gods. Everything I am commanding you, you are to take care to do. Do not add to it or subtract from it. If a prophet or someone who gets messages while dreaming arises among you and gives you a sign or wonder, and the sign or wonder comes about as he predicted when he did, let's follow other gods which you have not known and let us serve them, you are not to listen to what that prophet or dreamer says. For Adonai your God is testing you in order to find out whether you really do love Adonai your God with all your heart and being. You are to follow Adonai your God, fear him, obey his mitzvah, listen to what he says, serve him and cling to him. And that prophet or dreamer is to be put to death because he urged rebellion against Adonai your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from a life of slavery in order to seduce you away from the path of Adonai your God ordered you to follow. This is how you are to rid your community of such wickedness. If your brother, <clears throat> son of your mother, or your son, or your daughter, or your wife whom you love, or your friend who means as much to you as yourself, secretly tries to entice you to go and serve other gods, which you haven't known, neither you nor your ancestors, gods of the people surrounding you, whether near or far away from you, anywhere in the world, you are not to consent. You are not to listen to him, and you must not pity him or spare him, and you may not conceal him. Rather, you must kill him. Your own hand must be the first one on him in putting him to death, and afterwards the hands of all the people. You are to stone him to death, because he has tried to draw you away from Adonai, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of a life of slavery. Then all Israel will hear about it and be afraid, so that they will stop doing such wickedness as this among themselves. If you hear it told that in one of your cities, which Adonai your God is giving you to live in, certain scoundrels have sprung up among you and have drawn away the inhabitants of their city by saying, let's go and serve other gods, which you haven't known, then you are to investigate the matter, inquiring and searching diligently. If the rumor is true, if it is confirmed that such detestable things are being done among you, you must put the inhabitants of that city to death with a sword, destroying it completely with the sword, everything in it, including its livestock. Heap all its spoils in an open space and burn the city with its spoils to the ground for Adonai your God. It will remain a tell forever and not be built again. None of what has been set apart for destruction is to stay in your hands. Then Adonai will turn from his fierce anger and show you mercy, have compassion on you and increase your numbers as he swore to your ancestors, provided you listen to what Adonai says 
and obey all his mitzvah that I am giving you today, thus doing what Adonai your God sees as right. You are the people of Adonai your God. You are not to gash yourselves or shave the hair above your foreheads in mourning for the dead, because you are a people set apart as holy for Adonai your God. Adonai your God has chosen you to be his own unique treasure out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. You are not to eat anything disgusting. The animals which you may eat are ox, sheep, goat, deer, gazelle, roebuck, ibex, antelope, oryx, and mountain sheep. Any animal that has a separate hoof that is completely divided and also chews the cud. These animals you may eat. But you are not to eat those that only chew the cud or only have a divided hoof. For example, the camel, the hare, the coney are unclean for you because they chew the cud but don't have a separate hoof. While the pig is unclean for you because although it has a separate hoof, it doesn't chew the cud. You are not to eat meat from these or touch their carcasses. Of all that lives in the water, you may eat these. Anything in the water that has fins and scales, these you may eat. But whatever lacks fins and scales, you are not to eat. It is unclean for you. You may eat any clean bird, but these you are not to eat. Eagles, vultures, ospreys, kites, any kind of buzzard, any kind of raven, ostriches, screech owls, seagulls, any kind of hawk. Little owls, great owls, horned owls, pelicans, barn owls, cormorants, storks, or any kind of heron, hoopies, or bats, and bats. All winged swarming creatures are unclean for you. They are not to be eaten, but all clean flying creatures you may eat. You're not to eat any animal that dies naturally, although you may let... A stranger sting with you eat it, or sell it to a foreigner, because you are a holy people for Adonai your God. You are not to boil a young animal in its mother's milk. Every year you must take one-tenth of everything your seed produces in the field, and eat it in the presence of Adonai your God, in the place where he chooses to have his name live, you will eat the tenth of your grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn of your cattle and sheep, so that you will learn to fear Adonai your God always. But if the distance is too great for you, so that you are unable to transport it, because the place where Adonai chooses to put his name is too far away from you, then, when Adonai your God prospers you, you are to convert it to money. Take the money with you, go to the place which Adonai your God will choose, and exchange the money for anything you want, cattle, sheep, wine, other intoxicating liquor, or anything you please. And you are not to eat, you are to eat there, in the presence of Adonai your God, and enjoy yourselves, you and your household. 
But don't neglect the Levi staying with you, because he has no share or inheritance like yours. At the end of every three years, you are to take all the tenths of your produce from that year and store it in your towns. Then the Levite, because he has no share or inheritance like yours, along with the foreigner, the orphan and the widow living in your towns, will come, eat, and be satisfied. So that Adonai your God will bless you in everything your hands produce. At the end of every seven years, you are to have a Shemitah. Here is how the Shemitah is to be done. Every creditor is to give up what he has loaned to his fellow member of the community. He is not to force his neighbor or relative to repay it, because Adonai's time of remission has been proclaimed. You may demand that a foreigner repay his debt, but you are to release your claim on whatever your brother owes you. In spite of this, there will be no one needy among you because Adonai will certainly bless you in the land which Adonai your God has given you as an inheritance to possess. If only you will listen carefully to what Adonai your God says, and take care to obey all these mitzvah I'm giving you today. Yes, Adonai, your God will bless you as he promised you. You will lend money to many nations without having <clears throat> borrow, and you will rule over many nations without their ruling over you. If someone among you is needy, one of your brothers, in any of your towns in your land which Adonai, your God, is giving you, you are not to harden your heart or shut your hand from giving to your needy brother. No, you must open your hand to him and lend him enough to meet his need and enable him to obtain what he wants. Guard yourself against allowing your heart to entertain the mean-spirited thought that because the seventh year, the year of the Shemitah, is at hand, you would be stingy towards your needy brother and not give him anything. For then he may cry out to Adonai against you, and it will be your sin. Rather, you must give to him. And you are not to be grudging when you give it to him. If you do this, Adonai, your God, will bless you in all your work, in everything you undertake. For there will always be poor people in the land. That is why I am giving you this order. You must open your hand to your poor and needy brother in your land. If your kinsman, a Hebrew man or woman, is sold to you, he is to serve you for six years, but in the seventh year you are to set him free. Moreover, when you set him free, don't let him leave empty-handed, but supply him generously from your flock, threshing floor and wine press. From what Adonai your God has blessed you with, you are to give to him. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and Adonai your God redeemed you. That is why I'm giving you this order today. But if he says to you, I don't want to leave you because he loves you and your household, and because his life with you is a good one, then take an awl and pierce his ear through, right into the door and he will be your slave forever. Do the same with your female slave. 
don't resent don't resent it when you set him free since during his six years of service he has been worth twice as much as a hired employee then Adonai your God will bless you in everything you do all the firstborn males in your herd of cattle and in your flock are to be set aside for Adonai your God you're not to do any work with a firstborn from your herd or shear a firstborn sheep. Each year you and your household are to eat it in the presence of Adonai your God in the place which Adonai will choose. But if it has a defect, is lame or blind, or has some other kind of fault, you are not to sacrifice it to Adonai your God. Rather, eat it on your own property. The unclean and the clean alike may eat it like the gazelle or deer. Just don't eat its blood, but pour it on the ground like water. Observe the month of Aviv and keep Pesach to Adonai your God. Pesach is Passover. In the month of Aviv, Adonai your God brought you out of Egypt at night. You are to sacrifice the Passover offering from flock and heard to Adonai your God in the place where Adonai will choose to have his name live. You are not to eat any yeast with it. For seven days you are to eat it with matzah, the bread of affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste. Thus you will remember the day you left the land of Egypt as long as you live. No leaven is to be seen with you anywhere in your territory for seven days. None of the meat from your sacrifice on the first day in the evening is to remain all night until morning. You may not sacrifice the Passover offering in just any of the towns that Adonai your God has given you, but at a place where Adonai your God will choose to have his name live. There is where you are to sacrifice the Passover offering. In the evening when the sun sets, at the time of year when you came out of Egypt. You are to roast it and eat it in the place Adonai your God will choose. In the morning you will return and go to your tents. For six days you are to eat matzah. On the seventh day, there is to be a festive assembly for Adonai your God. Do not do any kind of work. You are to count seven weeks. You are to begin counting seven weeks from the time you first put your sickle to the standing grain. You are to observe the festival of Shavuot. Weeks. For Adonai your God with a voluntary offering, which you are to give in accordance with the degree to which Adonai your God has prospered you. You are to rejoice in the presence of Adonai your God. You, your sons and your daughters, your male and female slaves, the Levites living in your towns, and the foreigners, orphans and widows living among you, in the place where Adonai your God will choose to have his name live. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt. Then you will keep and obey these laws. You are to keep the festival of Sukkot for seven days after you have gathered the produce of your threshing floor and wine press. Rejoice at your festival 
you, your sons and daughters, your male and female slaves, the Levi, and the foreign, foreigners, orphans, and widows living among you. Seven days you are to keep the festival of Adonai your God in the place Adonai your God will choose, because Adonai your God will bless you in all your crops and in all your work, so that you are to be full of joy. Three times a year, all you men are to appear in the presence of Adonai your God in the place which he will choose. At the festival of Matra, at the festival of Shavuot, and at the festival of Sukkot. They are not to show up before Adonai empty-handed, but every man is to give what he can in accordance with the blessing Adonai your God has given you. And then we have 1 Samuel. 2018 through 2042. You find that on page 321. And you said that was 2018. 18. 18. Okay. Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is Rosh Hashanah. And you will be missed because, oh no, tomorrow is Ro, Rosh Kodesh, right? Yes. Okay, sorry. And you will be missed because your seat will be empty. The third day, hide yourself well in the same place as you did before. Stay by the departure stone, and I will shoot three arrows to one side, as if I were shooting at a target. Then I will send my boy to recover them. If I tell the boy they are there on this side of you, take them, then come, it means that evening is peaceful for you. As Adonai lives, there's nothing wrong. But if I tell the boy the arrows are out there beyond you, then get going because Adonai is sending you away as for the matter we discussed earlier. Adonai is between you and me forever. So David hid himself in the countryside. When Rosh came, the king sat down to eat his meal. The king sat at his usual place by the wall. Jonathan stood up and Abner sat next to Shaul, but David's place was empty. However, Shaul didn't say anything that day because he thought, something has happened to him. He is unclean. Yes, that's it. He isn't clean. The day after Rosh Hodesh, the second day, David's place was empty, and Shaul said to Jonathan, his son, why hasn't Jesse's son come to the meal either yesterday or today. Jonathan answered Shaul. David begged me to let him go to bite Lechem. He said, please let me go because our family has a sacrifice in the city and my brother demanded that I come. So now, if you look on me favorably, please let me get away and see my brothers. That's why he hasn't come to the king's table. At that, Shaul threw into a rage at Jonathan and said, You crooked rebel, don't I know that you've made this son of Jesse your best friend? You don't care that you're shaming yourself and dishonoring your mother, do you? 
because as long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be secure. Now send and bring him here to me. He deserves to die. Jonathan answered Shaul, his father. Why should he be put to death? What has he done? But Shaul threw his spear at him, aiming to kill. Jonathan could no longer doubt that his father was determined to put David to death. Jonathan got up from the table in a fury, and he ate no food the second day of the month, both because he was upset over David and because his father had put him to shame. The next morning, Jonathan went out into the country at the time he had arranged with David, taking with him a young boy. He told the boy, now run and find the arrows I'm about to shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy reached the place where the arrow was that Jonathan had shot, Jonathan shouted at the boy, Isn't the arrow beyond you? And Jonathan continued shouting after the boy, Quick, hurry, don't you stand there. And Jonathan's boy gathered the arrows and returned to his master. But the boy didn't understand anything about the matter. Only Jonathan and David understood. Jonathan gave his weapons to his boy, and he said to him, Go carry them to the city. As soon as the boy had gone, David got up from a place south of the stone, fell face down on the ground and prostrated himself three times, and they kissed one another and wept each with the other until it became too much for David. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because we have sworn, both of us, in the name of Adonai, that Adonai will be between me and you, and between my descendants and yours forever. Then we have Matthew 24, 29 through 26. And you find that on page... 1255. Matthew 24, 29. And that is, But immediately following the trouble of those times, the sun will grow dark, the moon will stop shining, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. All the tribes of the land will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with tremendous power and glory. He will send out his angels with, with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen people from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now let the fig tree teach you its lesson. When its branches begin to sprout and leaves appear, you know that summer is approaching. In the same way, when you see all these things, you are to know that the time is near, right at the door. Yes, I tell you that this people will certainly not pass away before all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But when, when that day and hour will come, no one knows. Not the angels in heaven, not the Son, only the Father. 
where the Son of Man's coming will be just as it was in the days of Noah. Back then, before the flood, people went on eating, drinking, taking wives and becoming wives, right up until the day Noah entered the ark. And they didn't know what was happening until the flood came and swept them all away. It will be just like that when the Son of Man comes. Then there will be two men in field. One will be taken and the other left behind. There will be two women grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken and the other left behind. So stay alert because you don't know on what day your Lord will come. But you do know this. Had the owner of the house known when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you too must always be ready, for the Son of Man will come when you are not expecting him. And we have John seven, thirty-seven through 52, and that starts on page 1339. Now on the last day of the festival, Hoshana Rabbah, Yeshua stood and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him keep coming to me and drinking. Whoever puts his trust in me, as the scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from his inmost being. Now he said this about the Spirit, whom those who trusted in him were to receive later. The Spirit had not yet been given because Yeshua had not yet been glorified. On hearing these words, some people in the crowd said, Surely this man is the prophet. And others said, This is the Messiah. But others said, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Doesn't the Tanakh say that the Messiah is from the seed of David? and comes from Beit Lechem, the village where David lived. So the people were divided because of him. Some wanted to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. The guards came back to the head Cohen and the Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? The guards replied, no one ever spoke the way this man speaks. You mean you've been taken in as well? the Pharisees restorted, retorted. Has any of the authorities trusted him or any of the Pharisees? No, true. These Amharites do, but they know nothing about the Torah. They are under a curse. Nicodemus, the man who had gone to Yeshua before he was one of them, said, said to them, Our Torah doesn't condemn a man, does it? Until after hearing from him and finding out what he's doing, they replied, You aren't from the Galilee too, are you? Study the Tanakh and see for yourself that no prophet comes from Galilee. Then they all left each one to his own home. And then we have 1 John 4, 
1 through 6. You find that on page 1527. Dear friends, don't trust every spirit. On the contrary, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Here's how you recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit which acknowledges that Yeshua the Messiah came as a human being is from God. And every spirit, spirit which does not acknowledge Yeshua is not from God. In fact, this is the spirit of the anti-Messiah. You have heard that he is coming? Well, he's here now in the world already. You children are from God and have overcome the false prophets because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world's viewpoint. And the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God doesn't listen to us. This is how we distinguish the spirit of truth from the spirit of error. Oh, thank you, Father God. This is so true. I experience that so often in my volunteer work. It's just discernment tells us who is not. Uh, we pray this day and we hope that more will come to recognize who you are, Lord. In the name of Yeshua, we humble ourselves before you. And we pray that you are with us and with all those that we interact with. Amen. Amen.